Okay, so everybody's got that down, right? June 1st through the 3rd, watch online VBS. It's about an, about 50 minutes long. Uh, if you don't have the crafts and the games, then you'll be able to do it in 50 minutes. Um, a day one, I think, is my favorite day uh, of, of the three. Um, and there's, there's going to be really cool things. You guys already saw Stephanie up there with three cute little girls making cookies. That's an object lesson. What's it mean? You're going to have to watch it. Uh, the, the games are going to be a lot of fun. Nicole's teaching memory verses. Uh, there, there's lots of songs that the kids are going to sing. And we are very proud of this project, and I'm, I'm very, very excited for it. I hope that you tune in and watch all three days. Even kids who said, I don't want to do it. I don't want to pack it. I don't want to do all that stuff. It's too much like school. Watch it. it it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, um, when you work on a project like this, because this was like several weeks in the making, I don't know how long it took, but when you work on a project like this, do you know what kind of thoughts you want running through your head? This is going to be the most awesome VBS people have ever seen. I can't wait to see what people are going to think of this. I'm so excited. But as, as we were starting to put this together, I wasn't really feeling those thoughts. I started having negative, doubtful thoughts like, is this really worth it? Um, is anybody going to really watch this? Um, is, are the kids going to sit through this and get anything out of this? Um, are they going to get more out of this than a, a craft to do, some candy, and um, some, some, game, some game supplies? You know, I just, I just didn't know what, was, what to expect, and I still don't know, but I had these negative thoughts running through my head. And you know who didn't like that? Anybody want to take a wild guess who did not like that? God didn't like that. He's like, hey, wait a second, Josh. And so as, as I'm sitting at my desk one day before a VBS meeting, some words started coming into my mind, and I want to read them to you. I mean, I didn't, it wasn't every single word because I don't have this memorized, but I knew where to go to get this. It's on the back of your bulletin. If you didn't bring your Bible or you don't want to open your Bible, um, this is where we're going to be, Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so, it, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So as we're going to be looking here at... Um, at this passage, and we're going to be looking at having God teach us something. I just want to pray real quick and say, God, this is not going to return void. We want you to accomplish what you want to accomplish uh, through your word with us. So I just want to pray and ask God to accomplish in your life and in my life what he wants to accomplish. God, I do thank you for your word. God, I, I know that um, it's true and it's accurate and it's real. God, I feel like you are speaking to me through the through this probably more than anybody today, to say that this is not going to return void. It's going to accomplish something. As God, for everybody who's sitting here listening to this, to those who might be watching this on the YouTube channel, I just pray that it would accomplish what you want to accomplish as well. That we would grow in our knowledge of you and our confidence in sharing our faith with other people. Uh, but I just pray that it, it does exactly what you want it to in our life. And I pray that it is good things. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I was, I, was, I was talking about this VBS with Noah and, and my wife at home, Noah, he's, he's one of those guys who's pretty quick on the draw with computer stuff and getting online. And I was saying, you know what, I'm not, I'm not real sure how this is going to work. I mean, what, I don't know if we're going to get any more likes on our, our YouTube channel based off of this. He says, Dad, it's okay. You can buy 20 likes for $5.50. <laughs> 
I said, I don't know about the number of views. That could be depressing if the views isn't much more than it is. He says, Dad, for $7.50, you can buy a 1,000 views. If anybody wants to make me feel good, go ahead. And you can even get new subscribers. You can get 100 subscribers for $21. So, you know, but God can do great things through this. Even if nothing comes up as thumbs up, even if no one calls and rants and raves about the VBS, God can do uh, immensely more than we could ever dream or imagine. And why is it that I can be so confident that God's going to do something through this VBS? Well, it's not, it's not based off of us. You know, we, we did our best to get an object lesson ready, to share a memory verse, to share Bible verses through the Sunday School Charlie story, but that's all we can do. The, re- the results are up to God, so we can have confidence that something is going to be accomplished, and we can have the peace of God because He's going to do something, whether we fail or we feel like we fail or not. When it comes to God's equation of, of having guaranteed success in His Word and it getting out, um, it's important that we do our part. And what is our part? I'm going to pick on Hannah. I said I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> Hannah wore the perfect shirt today. It says something like, let your light shine. Right? Sorry, Hannah. I just can't resist. But that's what we need to do. We need to get out there and we need to open up our mouths and we need to share the message of salvation. We need to share something from God's word with other people. I want to read verse 10 and 11a again. It says, As the rain and snow come down from the heavens and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. Now, everybody around here understands the importance of this picture. It's a picture of our of fields getting watered. Uh, And and of of gardens having moisture to help them grow and the sunshine doing its part. And you understand the importance of if the fields are going to get water, it's got to come from somewhere. You know, especially back in the Bible times, they didn't have uh, spigots hooked to their houses with the hose to get out there and water their garden every day. Um, If they didn't have a well with a bucket, if, if nothing fell from the sky, if there was no moisture whatsoever, how are they going to keep their crops alive? Well, they weren't going to keep their crops alive. They needed water. If they didn't get moisture, they were going to die. That makes every drop of water that much more valuable. It It meant life and death to those plants, but it also meant life and death to those people. Because if those crops all die, what's going to happen to the animals? They're going to die. If all the animals die, what's going to happen to all the people? All the people are going to die. So you see this chain of events that everything is related. Everything is important to the drop of water watering the earth. And, it, and it's an it's a important picture of how we know how necessary plants it is for plants to have water. How much more necessary is it for you and I to share God's word with other people? When, when God talked to Isaiah, he, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 1, it says the vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. This was a, um, a vision that God gave to Isaiah. Now, what was, I, was that for Isaiah? Well, maybe some of it was for Isaiah, but God didn't say, hey, Isaiah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just, I want to let you in on this because I just can't contain it for myself. 
He says, no, Isaiah, you are supposed to take this and you are supposed to share it with the people of Israel. You're supposed to let them know that captivity is coming if they will not change their way. The first half of the book is bad news. The first 39 chapters is negative. The second 39 is good stuff. But he was supposed to get out there and warn the people. And it is important for you and I to get out there and to share God's word with other people as well. You know, with this virus, uh, there's a temptation to say, we're not going to do VBS this year, you know, because I'm not sure if people are going to come, if kids are going to come. But we, as our VBS team says, you know what, we're not doing that. We're not going to give in. We're not going to say that this is a good year to take off. We have a good excuse to not do a VBS. We said, we're going to figure out a way to do VBS anyway. Uh, Leslie got online and, and looked for online YouTube or VBSs. And like, oh, okay, somebody has done this before. And so we saw, okay, we can do that too. And there's a lot of churches around America that are doing this kind of thing. Uh, the church that I came from in Davenport, they're going to do a live stream VBS because they have that capability, which kind of gave us the idea of possibly doing some kind of YouTube. But not, and so a lot of, a lot of churches around the country are doing that. And there are some churches around the country that are not. And I, I don't, I'm going to have a lot of grace on this here because some churches are not capable of doing it. They don't have the techie guy who's able to do this. Um, I've admitted before, I'm not that person. I can get up here and I can do all sorts of things, but I cannot do anything technological at all. I can hardly pronounce the word. Okay, But Noah was able to do that. And so we were, he was able to videotape this and make it happen. Not every church is able to do that. But there are other churches that I believe that said, you know what, that virus is out there. Boy, I, I guess it's a, we shouldn't have VBS, should we? Because the virus is out there. Oh, darn. Because VBSs take a lot of work, right? It takes a lot of people in order to have this program run. And so I think some people said, you know what, we're just going to put it off this year. But not here. We said we're going to work as a group and figure out how we can get God's word out there because it's that important. It's going to accomplish something even if we never get to see what it was. It's important for us to share God's word. So when do we share God's word? Well, the first thing we do is like you guys came to church today and you guys are hearing something from God's word. We have read the passage a few times. We're going to talk a little bit about it. But you hear God's word in a group setting such as a church. When, and this church, there's, there's some of it. There's Awana programs. Kids come and they hear God's word. There's the Bible study. Kids come or adults come and hear God's word. Vacation Bible school. Uh, other events throughout the year. Uh, at times, people come and they hear God's word. But it's not just in a church because you you guys know how to turn on the radio or the internet, right? And Facebook, and you can see God's word in places like that. I want to share with you the pastor's all-time favorite Bible verse. I would give somebody like five bucks if they could tell me what this is. Anybody want to take a shot at it? Five bucks right here. It says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another and all the more see the day approaching. That's the pastor's verse to say, come to church, right? This is just one public place where we can hear God's word. But is that the only place where you can hear God's word? Is that the only place where God's word is shared? No. God's word is shared individually, one-on-one -on -one kinds of conversations. 
Colossians 3.16 says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another. Now, I'm sure when you're hearing the word teach and admonish, you're probably thinking of someone in my position or somebody who's teaching Sunday school or Nicole who's teaching a memory verse, right? As a teacher talking to multiple people at one time. But that is not the only way that somebody teaches anything. And I, I, I know you guys know this because some of you have taught your kids how to read. Anybody here teach your kids how to read before they got to school? Okay? Uh, without a teaching certificate, right? You just said, I know how to read. I can teach my kids how to read. Anybody teach a kid how to drive a tractor? Or a four-wheeler or some other kind of machinery to, to cut the hay and pick hay up, right? Somebody had to open their mouths and say, look, Taven, this is what you do. And Taven says, I got it, and he's off and running. Uh, others of you have taught your kids this is gun safety. Without having gone through some kind of training to teach your kids this is the, off, the little red button and whatever that, you know, a shoot to kill. I mean, all that kind of stuff. You are capable of teaching your kids, uh, te- capable of teaching other people something without a degree, without standing up in front of people and sharing it. You can do the same thing with each other. You can do the same things with your, your spouses, with your friends, with your families. There's lots of ways that you can do this. Some people, some of you like to write cards. You can say, dear so-and-so, I was thinking about you. And you can write a little verse on it. And you can give out God's word to somebody. And that could be exactly what that person needs to hear. You're not trying to say, here, Leslie, I'm teaching you something. But you're writing something from God's word and saying, here you go. In email, you can... You can Google and cut and paste a whole passage of Scripture, write a hello, and send it to Connie, right? You can uh, get on the phone call and say, hey, Bruce, we're having this chit-chat kind of conversation. I could say something, and Bruce could say, you know what, Josh? Here's kind of what the Bible says about this. This is an anybody give-and-take kind of relationship where we have the opportunity to share God's Word with other people. One-on-one conversations, uh, people bring up truths and little nuggets because there's some kind of truth in it from God's Word. But the thing is, they're getting out there and they're sharing God's Word. So, uh, it's shared publicly uh, to a group of people. It's shared individually. Uh, but God's Word is also shared creatively. I almost put stealthily. Um, you know, when we... Leslie had her second MS infusion at the, the doctor's um, on Tuesday. We're sitting there waiting for, for an appointment after the fact. And I look down and guess what I see? I see a Gideon's Bible. I bet a lot of you have seen these before, right? In a hotel room or at a hospital or all sorts of places like that. And somebody planted God's word. They were creative about it. They were stealth about it. They had no idea who was going to read this. Some people are going to pick up that Bible and they're going to be curious And some people are going to say, I'm not interested anymore. But God's still going to accomplish something through that. Some people are going to be like me. I have my own Bible. I have like seven Bibles. I'm sitting there without a Bible. And I'm going to pick it up from time to time and read something in it. Somebody gave the pastor words, God's word, without even knowing that they were going to do that. Uh, you can use tracks. Anybody here ever on vacation or you're driving through, uh, you stop at a gas station, you got a track and you just leave it on a counter and you just keep going. Right? We've done that on vacation a couple years ago when we went to South Dakota. Somehow through my stuff, I'm like, oh, I have a track. I just left it on the bathroom counter. Maybe somebody took it and threw it away. 
Maybe somebody took it and read it and says, what the heck is this? Or this is garbage. Who knows? But the thing is, they were getting God's word. They may not have realized it. They may not have done anything with it. But God, get, we, I gave them God's word and it's going to accomplish something. Bumper stickers. T-shirts. You guys get the idea. There are a plethora of ways to share God's word with other people. God's word is to be shared with all ages. Now, I, I realize those first two ages are going to be the most, the hardest for a, to know a little kid is going to understand. But we talked about last week with three to five year olds that Leslie, as soon as they walk through the door and we're, we're having lunch, she starts to introduce them to Jesus as much as she can. Anita with the puggles that are like clueless, you know, you're hoping they're potty trained, and she's out there, she's trying to give them God's word. How much more when they get to be five years old, eight years old, to be an adult? Even the nursing home. We go to superior care in the nursing home and we share God's word with them. It's never too late. It's never unimportant. We're not just going there to waste our time. We're going there to give them God's word. And that word is not going to return void. And there's all across the spectrum of people who can hear and understand and receive God's word. You know, maybe some of you feel like... I, that's just not me. I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I'm not going to call Kathy and say, hey, Kathy, um, or I'm not going to, maybe Sharon's going to take it wrong if I write a memory verse in there, or I'm afraid of what people are going to think if I try to share something with them. I wish I could tell you you were off the hook, but you're not. God's word is to be shared by you and you and you and you. Uh, there's a couple people in the Bible, one, one in particular, that tried really hard to get out of it. And I'll let you know how that turned out. Um, in Exodus, I guess it's up here, um, Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 through 11, Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant, and I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Well, what did God say? I forgot, Moses. You don't talk real well. Uh, you know what? You are going to stumble over what you say. I, I know that you're afraid. So I'm going to let you off the hook. He says, good luck. I mean, fat chance, pal. He says, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Moses had to go talk to Pharaoh. A pharaoh of the enemy who had all the people and tried to say, let my people go. That would have scared me to death. And he still had to do it. So we, we can't look at each other and say, I'm afraid to tell Steve a Bible verse here. Or I'm afraid to talk to Darren and, and in a conversation bring up some kind of truth. We need to get out there and share God's word with other people. Uh, Paul, here's another one. He says, when, I, when, he, when he's talking to the Corinthians, he says, When I came to you, I didn't come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. He says, I didn't come with PowerPoints. I didn't come to you with some clever outline uh, acronym to help you remember the message. He says, I came to you in weakness and with great fear and trembling. This guy was scared to do this. He says, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power. So he wasn't even always comfortable and excited to do it either. <clears throat> you and I, no matter what our capabilities are, no matter what our speaking abilities are, we need to do something to get God's word out there to people. People who are unsaved need it. People who are saved need it. Now, I wish I could tell you that this was always easy for me. I was, I was sitting up here 
And Todd and I were talking about being nervous. And I said, I just, I, I feel nervous. You know, I, you know, sometimes I get up here and I'm just scared. My, before I got up here, my legs were shaking. You can't tell because I got this great big pulpit <laughs> to hide behind. But my legs were shaking. Uh, back when I first started this, I started out as like a 12-year-old kid doing an object lesson. And it involved a sledgehammer. And I don't know what it was, but we did a pie social. We were going to go on a mission trip. And we had to demonstrate before the whole church what we were going to do. And when I got done, I said, that was dumb. And I walked off. And my dad grabbed me and said, Josh, don't say that was dumb. I mean, you might think that was dumb, but God can use that in people's lives. That's how I started thinking that was terrible. Because it didn't, it didn't measure up to my brother. Not in any way, shape, or form. I was terrible. I started doing a wanted lesson. Scared to death. Then I, start, then I got into uh, doing some Sunday school. Uh, before we, I was a youth pastor in Davenport. And I just kept doing it. And getting in front of people like you adults... You know, um, I preached at this church called Church of the Wildwood, and I might have I mentioned this, but after the first couple messages, some guy, and I love to tell you this, some guy says, you know what, you need to slow down. He says, you sound like the guy at the end of the commercial who, <laughs> who talks so fast he does not want you to know what he is saying. So if you think I'm fast now, just, I'm working on it. It's a, it's a work in progress. But it was like I didn't I wasn't born out of the womb being able to get up here. From time to time I'm scared to death to do this. And I know that you can do this too. You can talk to each other. You can write a card. You can send an email. Get on the phone. Give people God's word. Whoever, whenever, however it takes, give people God's word. Our crops need rain to survive. People need God's word in order to be encouraged, in order for their lives to be changed. So part one of the equation for success in, in God's word is we do our part in sharing God's word. The second part is up to God. It is all completely up to God how it's going to turn out. It says, so my word that goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You know, Isaiah, when he had to, uh, he got this vision from God and he uh, was supposed to write this down. He had to write it down for the during the lifetime of four different kings. That's about 60 years. He had, like I said, the first half of the book is like all bad news. And he had to give that to those people, whether he wanted to or not. Uh, th those people who, who never changed, was that on Isaiah that they never changed? No, that's, that's their own decision. That's their own choice. God is the one who's in charge and is involved in that. Isaiah had nothing to do with it. He just said what he was supposed to say. The second half of the book, you have all the good news, including what you read here in verses 6 and 7 of Isaiah 55. It says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God for he will freely pardon. It's the message of salvation that Isaiah is sharing with these people. Do you think every single person who heard that message says, Hey, I want that? No, there were a lot of people who, who continued on their ways as if God didn't really exist or as if God really wasn't going to be held to his word. And they just kept doing whatever they wanted to do. Is that on Isaiah? No. He can go, he can sleep good at night because he said exactly what he was supposed to say. That's between that person who rejected God and God himself. Whether, whether they're going to believe how they're going to deal with that message, but it wasn't up to Isaiah. Isaiah. 
The same is true for us. It is not up to us to save anybody. It's not up to us to change anybody. Uh, but it is up to us to share God's word. You know, and even uh, I think about the, the parts of the VBS that I mentioned, uh, the, the object lesson that Stephanie did, which she did a good job. I, it's, it was one, a new one that we came across, and it was, it was fun. I loved seeing the kids up there, but it's not based off of how clever she was or how well she pulled off that um, object lesson. She did what she was supposed to do. The results are up to... God. She did her part. The results are up to God. Nicole, she worked really hard on three different verses to try to teach the kids what God's word says. What does this mean? Are the results up to Nicole? No. They are not up to Nicole. She did the best that she can do, but the results are up to God. And that's how the VBS works. That's why we did it. We did our part. The results are all up to God. But we have no idea what those results are going to be. You know, maybe that object lesson that Stephanie shares, some kid's going to uh, say, wow, that was kind of cool. And I'm going to go share it with my uncle in the, the hospital because he can't go out anywhere. He's tired of watching nothing on TV because all you get is the virus and the fighting and reruns of sports. You know, he, he, there's nothing on. So I'm going to share this with my uncle. And the uncle watches this and his life gets changed because Stephanie said this and because some other kid took it and gave it to his uncle. We have no idea. One of the verses that uh, Nicole shares has to do with loving your enemy. That might seem like nothing now. You know, kids aren't in school. There's probably not a whole lot of enemies right now. But those kids are going to go back to school in the fall, hopefully, right? Go back to school. <laughs> and they, they might decide, I have an enemy this year. You know what? And before they haul off and slug some kid, those verses might become, get out of that dormant stage, start and, and come back to mind. And they say, oh yeah, this is what God's word says. And they're going to take it and say, I'm not going to slug that kid. I'm just going to let God deal with it. And, and God's word doesn't return void. I don't know. All I can do is be hopeful of what God's going to do. Uh, that card that you write and you give to somebody, what impact is that going to make in somebody's life? You have no idea. Maybe somebody says, this is, somebody really does love me. They really do care. I'm going to keep living. I'm not going to go through with my plan to end my life. They might say, you know what? This is such a great verse. My life is good. I'm going to take it and share it with somebody else who needs it. God's word is not going to return void. You think about the Gideon who places his Bible in a hotel room. He's got to go talk to the guy at the counter and say, please, can I put my Bible there? Um, I've heard stories from Gideon's lots of times, and one that I remember was a guy was going to go in the hotel room, I think drink it up, end his life, and, and call it good. Well, he opened the door, found a Gideon Bible, and he got saved. And then he turned around, and what did he do? He became a Gideon, and he started going to the schools and passing out those little Bibles. He started going to the hotels and putting those Bibles there. He started going into the hospitals, those kinds of things, all because somebody placed that word there. They had no idea what it was going to accomplish, but God says, you know what? I'm going to do something with that. You just have no idea. You know, I wish I could tell you that every result was going to be good. But you know, if you've ever talked to your kids or an employee or had your parents talk to you that we don't always listen, right? Mom, dad told me 20 times to do something and I didn't do it. You know, people are like that as well. And, and, and some people are, are always going to reject the message that you want to give them. But God's going to know that. And I can picture a conversation between them and God saying, but I didn't know. Nobody ever told me. He can say, look, you remember that VBS? That object lesson that Stephanie did that you sat there and watched? Oh, 
I do remember that. That's the kind of way people are going to be. They're, they're going to not have an excuse. People who have heard that, and they might just be increasing more guilt upon themselves because they had more truth that they ignored. Some people are going to get saved, hopefully. You know, and, and that result may not even happen as much as you want. Uh, when I, when I, I would go to the juvenile, the jail for the kids uh, back in Washington for about a year, you know how many times I wanted like 20 hands to go up in the air that I accepted Jesus and never see those kids again? One kid out of like, it was like nine or ten months, one boy named Bamaro, he said, I want to pray and ask Jesus to be my Savior. And it wasn't in a group setting. He says, hey, can I talk to you somewhere else? And so we prayed a prayer and I felt like he truly understood it. But you not, may not get the results that you want. No one may rant and rave. The, the like button may not go click, 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 right? But God's word is going to accomplish what he wants. And some of those results may just be slow. Seeds are dormant sometimes. At some point in life, God can bring those truths back to mind. Isaiah wrote this 2,700 years ago. Had no idea that Joshua was going to need this in 2020. But it, it, was, it didn't return void. I was able to say, God was able to bring it to my mind and say, you know, Josh, this is what you need. You've heard this before. It's been dormant, but finally I'm going to whack you upside the head and say, look, find confidence and find hope in this. And that's the same thing that God can do with his word if you're willing to get out there and share it with other people. Don't worry about the results. Leave them all up to God. It's just your part to do, uh, to do the sharing.